A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I pay tithes on my whole income. The tax collector stood off at a distance, he would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we know who Jesus is addressing in this parable, and that really is our key insight here. Seldom is it spelled out quite so bluntly. This one's for all of those who are convinced of their own righteousness and yet who despise everyone else. So it's not for any of you. <laughs> not for us, right? You know, for people listening to Jesus' parable today, it, there'd be no contest in this here story. I mean, I, I think we hear it and we, we have a little sympathy for the, the IRS guy. Um, but Jesus' audience certainly would not have. Right? This Pharisee, and we have no reason to doubt the sincerity of his claim that he does all the right things according to the law, right? Paying his tithes, obeying the ordinances of the precepts of the law. And then you have a tax collector, which by definition meant he was a collaborator with Roman imperialism. And these folks did not have good reputations because not only were they dipping into your pockets for the sake of Rome, but also for their own enrichment. So there would be no contest in Jesus' listening audience about who was, who was justified here. And yet, kind of the story turns it all on its head, doesn't it? Because what we see in this tax collector is an act of real humility as he comes before the Lord, deeply self-aware of his own brokenness, of his own sinfulness, and making no claim that his righteousness was something that he had manufactured, you know, that he was responsible for it because he had pulled it together. Right? He's under no such illusion. Why I think this is such a great parable about prayer, which is something that we are being called to do unceasingly by the Lord. 
And yet I think that we often struggle with prayer. I'll be honest, I'm kind of in the prayer business, right? And yet I struggle with it myself. And I've really, I don't know that I've ever met anyone who is fully satisfied with their prayer life. I don't think I would trust them if they said that, right? And why? Because it's like any relationship. And this is a relationship with God. There's always something aspirational. There's always something more about it. But here's the ground floor. This is the sort of the gateway to prayer. Is this humble connection with the Lord. I'm sure I've said this before. I only have a few good lines, but I'm going to say it again. I think prayer is the perfect form of recreation. Right? It's not shopping. It's not golf. It's not fishing. Right? And what do I mean by that? Let's take that word literally. Recreation. Re-creation. Who wouldn't like some of that? Right? Golf can't give you that. Fishing can't give you that. No shopping mall in America can recreate you. But guess what can? Prayer. Right? And yes, I'm being a bit clever. What do I mean by that? How is it that we are recreated in prayer? Well, when we come before the Lord in prayer, we, we know this, at least intellectually, whether we can muster it in our gut, in our heart. When we come before the Lord in prayer, we know that we come just as we are. Warts, wounds, and all. Right? We're not going to bamboozle the Lord. Right? We can bamboozle one another, and let's face it, in our daily lives, we have to kind of suit up and show up and present ourselves in the best possible light, right? We write resumes and cover letters, and I'm thinking of my students right now, right? Wanting to put the best foot and face forward. And so much of our daily lives, I think, are consumed with that kind of effort. And it might work in the world, but when you come before God, do you think he gives two hoots about your CV? or your salary, right, or how esteemed you are in the community? Well, I mean, indirectly, I think, of course, he does, but he knows you as you are, right? He sees, not through you, he sees to you because he made you, and he knows you better than you know yourselves. He knows me better than I know myself. And so when I come before the Lord in prayer, and if this is all we did was spend five minutes imagining ourselves in the presence of the God who named us, who knows us, who loves us, just to be really real in that moment. No pretenses, no posturing, no games, no shame, but just honest connection. Lord, it's me. I'm here. And I feel your gaze upon me. And I'm going to sit in that gaze in truthfulness and honesty for even a bit of time. See, I think that's the kind of prayer that can change our lives. Because if we could start every day or spend some moment of every day in that honest place of connection... Right? No fun and games, no smoke and mirrors, but the truth about who we are. 
as sinners but beloved by God, as people with great ambitions and aspirations and yet who fall short, but people who want to love and follow the Lord and to know his gaze, his gaze upon us of love and trust in us, right? Who went home justified? The one who came before the Lord in honesty. I don't know your stories, and frankly, you don't even know mine, but I'll tell you what, we've all got one. And we're going to bring it, all of ourselves, to this gracious table where I am fond of saying that none of us has earned a meal ticket, and yet where all of us, contrite of heart, are welcome to receive the very body and blood of Christ. Talk about being really real. So let us present ourselves before this table as we are with our needs and our desires, our hopes, our fears, our frustrations, and present them to the Lord who loves us and in whose company we feel the worth of our soul and can continue this journey in peace, in faith, in hope, and in love. Thank you.